what's going on everyone welcome to a brand new episode of you want to split that the podcast that has interesting people and fast food my name's bailey angle welcome back this is actually our first episode since february of this year and i could not be more excited for my guest and our meal today the meal today i'll start off with that I'm going to go ahead and say that this is one of the stupidest things I think I've ever eaten, but definitely one of the most fun things to talk about here on the You Want to Split That podcast. It is the Subway Protein Bowl. I guess it's kind of their keto option they're having at Subway where it's literally just the sub and they throw it into the bowl. Now, you would think that's kind of like a salad, but it's not exactly the same thing. And my guest today, listen... I got into sports because of the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the 2000s. They had a great run, making the playoffs, winning two Super Bowls. And I got to talk to a crucial member of those two Super Bowl winning teams, Mr. Jeff Reed. He was the kicker for the Steelers from 2002 all the way till 2010, won both Super Bowls 40 and 43 with the Steelers and finished his career as the number two scorer all time right behind Gary Anderson in Pittsburgh Steelers history. So right now he is the part owner of the Charlotte Thunder and arena football team in North Carolina and also involved with a bunch of other businesses down in North Carolina, his home state. So here is my conversation with Mr. Jeff Reed, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers over a steak and cheese subway protein bowl jeff i gotta be honest i think this is the dumbest thing i've ever ordered in my life <laughs> it's just so well, stupid I, looking well, I, you got I, the steak told, and cheese right yeah yeah so you know and, and you know it's, it's funny because my sister's in pittsburgh and she was like well you better make sure you go to one or two of them because they're running out of food and i'm like what but that's just the country we live in now i mean right. nobody wants to work and no and and nobody wants to pay extra food costs. It's crazy. But no, they have exactly what I wanted. And actually, it's really healthy um, outside of the fact it's not organic, but it is healthy. And, uh, you know, so that, that's a good thing because I, I did a detox not too long ago and I'm down 35 pounds. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. I see you just took a, took a bite. So I'm going to take one as well. <laughs> <laughs> it looks dumb, but the taste is fine. It kind of, I mean, it's just cheese. It's like the most okay thing I think I've eaten on here so far. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants the stuff like, uh, not. I'm not going to say McDonald's because that's everywhere, but the, the <laughs> local hot spots with the burgers and fries. Who doesn't want that? Right. But, man, I, I may have to run to the bathroom if we did that one, though. <laughs> what exactly have you been up to lately, actually? Man, that's a complicated question. Uh, you would <laughs> think it's a real easy answer, but uh, I'm, I'm not a real easy person, so. I'm pretty laid back and relaxed and chill, but when it's, uh, when I, I mean, I love to help people. So when you're helping people other than handouts, of course, those are the easiest way to help people that they don't appreciate. Um, you get your hands on a lot of things. So currently um, I'm a, I'm part of an ownership group of the Charlotte Thunder, which is the, uh, which is the arena football team here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I'm one of the owners with a, a local friend of mine who was part of a, uh, car dealerships and restaurants thomas davis who obviously was a linebacker in the nfl for 16 years for the panthers mostly and ted ginn jr 
who was uh, obviously a Panther as well and played for numerous teams. I actually was my teammate with the 49ers. Um, and Frank Garcia as well, offensive lineman that um, made his way around the league as well. So, um, you know, it's just something we enjoy football. Uh, we love watching these. These are pro athletes. I mean, our team's 6-0. and um, Wow. Great team. Awesome. Yeah. We're, uh, you know, we have a great team. We have great coaching staff. Um, these guys, some of these guys played the CFL. A couple currently just had NFL tryouts, um, you know, right before the draft. So, you know, we, we have a legit team and it's fun to watch. Uh, I coach kickers and punters, long snappers, if they want the coaching as well. Um, so I do private lessons with that. Uh, obviously, I do Steelers appearances. I fly around. I, I'm getting more opportunities now to fly places. I'm looking forward to football season because I think things are going to open up. Um, I hope so. Anyway, uh, I think everybody does. But, you know, watching that sport or college football or which are my two top sports, even college basketball is tough to watch without a crowd. just isn't the same, man. So I got my hands on a lot of things and I have a couple of other things on the horizon that I'm not really going to bring up yet because they haven't happened. And I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I don't want to assume something's going to happen because that's why I'm single. Uh, you know, so <laughs> as soon as I, as soon as I assumed I was going to marry my fiance, uh, you know, here I am single. So um, anyway, so I got my hands on a lot of stuff. I saw a video a couple of years ago or from a couple of years ago, you know, you did funny or die. And I, I want to ask a couple things about that, but it looks like you've slimmed down a lot since doing that, uh, doing that video where you're kind of poking fun at the life of a kicker, which was hilarious, by the way. Um, what, <laughs> kind, what kind of made you kind of turn things around with your diet and what have you been eating lately? Well, you know, uh, there's, I, I work with a um, hemp company, CBD uh, company, and I have, I've been doing that since May of 2018. And, um, you know, when I, you know, everyone thinks if you played in the NFL, won Super Bowls or didn't win Super Bowls, if you play in the NFL, you're an instant millionaire and your life's easy um, because of money. And uh, all those people are wrong. And there's a lot of, I mean, I, I made great money, don't get me wrong. And I did what I love to do. It was stressful. Um, you know, as a kicker, you're the hero of the goat. So there is no, they're either naming babies after you if you make a game winner or they're throwing rocks at your house if you miss one. So that, there is no in between, especially in Pittsburgh. Those, play, those people don't play. Um, but love the fans. Uh, they'll always keep me relevant. Um, my hairstyles will too. But, you know, it's back then, you know, I was, I just got out of the car business and I was, I run the, uh, the entire finance department. So making great money, but you sit at a computer, you sit at a desk. You know, and I was working about 75, 80 hours a week. So if my schedule said six o'clock, I'm not running out of there at 6.05. You know, I would stay till sometimes midnight with the janitors. Uh, I mean, I kept buying pants to go up in size. I'd look at pictures and I'm like, wow, am I bloated or just that big? And, you know, at some point I was an NFL athlete. So I don't want to, you know, die from being obese. So I need to do something. And I didn't do anything for a long time. I worked out hard after the car business, but, you know, workout's part of it, but your diet's most important. And I don't have a metabolism that's super fast, so I can't eat what I want. So anyway, so just um, in February, actually, I started Super Bowl uh, at the day after the Super Bowl um, with the company. The reason I mentioned the CBD company is because that's who this protocol is through. And we don't call it a weight loss system because you do lose weight, um, but or you can lose weight. I mean, if you follow it, I wouldn't say you pro I promise you anything. Cause, uh, definitely not that guy, but you can lose weight. But it, it's a it's a whole body reset, and, it, and the system's called 180. 
for a reason. Um, so you, it, it's not only do you lose some pounds if you do it correctly, but your mental clarity, um, your skin, uh, your attitude, there is just a lot of positivity to it. And it's a struggle for 30 straight days. It's, it sucks. Um, now I can eat what I want, um, but I still eat stuff like we're eating now because if I just go off and eat cheeseburgers and fries, you're going to gain some weight back. That's just the way it is. But when you do that first 30 days, you, you can't work out. I mean, your workouts are walking up and down the street, uh, go for a bike ride, play cornhole, um, <laughs> swing your golf club. If you're a golfer, you know, that's your workout. And, you know, I, I workouts, if I can't work out, I, there's some, you know, it, it drives me nuts. And it's not because I'm training for anything. I just, it clears my mind for that hour and a half that I'm in the gym. Um, so now I can work out harder. I can get, put some muscle back on where 30 pounds of that fat is gone. It was just something different that I know I needed. And I'll, and I know it works for me now because I've tried magic pills and all these other systems that maybe I'll drop 10 pounds if I'm lucky and do it perfectly. But cleanses are good. But if you do a full body detox to where it resets your hypothalamus and resets your metabolism, and resets your brain, I mean, everything, it resets everything, then it's up to you to maintain that. And you know what? If you don't maintain it, you get stressed out, you do it again. And um, so that's what I love about it. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm really happy that for the last four episodes, it was kind of trying all of the new fried chicken sandwiches. So I'm really glad that we found something that was uh, that fit a little bit more of your uh, <laughs> new lifestyle. So thanks. Uh, thanks for being down for it. You know, Jeff, there was something you said in there. And when you were thinking about I was reading a quote from you, I think it was back in 2015 when I believe it was Sean Sweesham had just gotten hurt for the Steelers and Josh Scobie was struggling. You, you had said something about how like, you know, I'm, I don't look like a kicker. I'm physically different than most kickers, but I'm strong and I can flat out kick the football. Are there any football players or kickers in the league right now that kind of remind you of yourself? Uh, I don't know every single kicker in the league, but no, I, I, don't, I mean, if, if, if they did, they would, pop into my head immediately um there are some damn good ones i'll give you that uh, but the game's so different i mean seriously I, and people think it's excuses when you explain the differences instead of just you know you ask a question you explain it so you know now no one even well about five out of the 32 teams attempt to bring a football out of the end zone on a kickoff doesn't matter i mean and a lot of these guys are strong as hell so they're kicking it pretty far but you know, it, some of these guys kick it one yard deep and these dudes don't even touch the ball out of the bounce and then it's a touchback because you get it at the 25. Let's see, back when I played, I played against Dante Hall, Devin Hester, um, um, let's see, uh, Josh Cribs, all these dudes that were strictly making the Pro Bowl for their returns. And you could kick it nine yards. And we also kicked off in the 30 as opposed to the 35. And that's only five yards, but that's a long way when you're kicking at 70, uh, 70, 75 yards. And, you know, they would return it if it was nine yards deep. They're, they're bringing it out because that's their job, make a play. And, you know, so the league's different. But I will say this, uh, and I didn't know because I didn't – I watched a little bit of the draft, but I can't watch the whole thing. I drive myself crazy. But um, the Steelers drafted a punter out of Georgia Tech that I think is about 6'2", 255. And wow. I, I was 255 at the very end of my career, but I usually played around in the 230s. And he's an animal. He won the uh, Ray Guy Award. Uh, he's a beast. Uh, so if I could – and the only reason I even know that is just because I saw it come across, uh, come, ac come across all that. 
with uh, when I was looking at draft picks. So I think if there's anyone I can compare myself to, even though he's a punter and I was a kicker, uh, it would probably be that guy currently. No, that's really great to hear that he's also a Steeler too, uh, Jeff. So I'm sure there's a lot of comparisons that are going to be made. Um, you know, going back, I I think that that video, not only we brought up the fact that you've kind of lost a lot of weight since then, but I think it was in particular the the fact that you could kind of like laugh at yourself and you had a good sense of humor. And I think that's something that Steelers fans kind of noted that, you know, you were at times a bit eccentric and you even noted that you changed your hairstyle a lot. Uh, was that something that just kind of happened when you were in Pittsburgh or were you always like that growing up in North Carolina too? Well, you know, my personality hadn't changed a bit. I mean, I've always been outspoken. I'm the kind of guy one. So other people will think something and they can't keep it to themselves. If I think something and it's not too ignorant, I'll say it. Uh, just because <laughs> I, so I, that's just that's just the way I am. You know, I uh, as long as it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, and I mean, I've, I'm sure I've heard of someone ask me a question I tell them the truth I'm not a big liar um so that hasn't changed I get that from my mom uh but great personalities and they 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 kind of put their foot in their mouth sometimes I don't uh neither does my mom so I would say I got that from her as far as the hair man I I used to have like this flat top in college that they could look really cool I look at pictures and I'm like what was I doing but um well actually actually it was all through high school in my younger years but I mean, but you see the little ball spot on top when, because it's so flat because your head's obviously around. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing, but I thought it was cool. Man, I had no intentions of going to the military, so I don't know what I was doing. But um, I don't know, man. I just started, I, you know, once people would meet me out in public and I would just, I just had like short, spiky hair from all directions. And what Something just told me that like, I'm going to go this out. I'm going to shave it bald in, for training camp because it's going to be hot. And I'm going to let it grow the entire year. And all I did was get my sideburns and neck, neck hair trim. That was it. And I don't know why I thought that was cool or what crossed my mind. There was no inspiration behind that, except for the blonde hair. It was the Ric Flair. Um, I used to work for Rick. So um, I told my teammates, because we were on well on our way to a playoff spot. I said, I told James Ferrier, who was one of the other captains with me, he, uh, I said, if we, uh, or when we make the playoffs, if not if, I'm going to dye my hair like Ric Flair color. And he said, like, Ric Flair? I said, yeah. And he goes, you're not going to do that. And I said, all right. So the next week, we clinched the playoff spot, of course. So I had to play three regular season games and all the playoffs. But we won the Super Bowl that year. So we had six more games with that hair. I'll tell you what, those women go through a lot with that, man. I, I got it professionally done. And I was in there for three hours under that, under that heat and uh, that dryer. And I was, like, sweating. And I was like, man, this is terrible. But, but it was a signature, it was a signature thing. And, uh, you know, I kind of stuck with it. I even, uh, one of my friends said when I shave it, cause he knew I was going to shave it in the summer, he was, he sold it on eBay for like 80 bucks or something, but you know, who, who wants to buy somebody's hair, you know, but that's what, that's why I love Steeler fans because they, I don't know if any other team maybe a few other teams, but I don't know if any other team that would buy a player's hair. Um, because what are you going to do with that besides hanging up and say, I have this guy's hair. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's, I don't really know the motivation behind anything besides the blonde hair. I just thought the look was good for my personality. I, I got to say, I've been rooting for the Steelers my whole life. And I was a big fan of yours, Jeff, growing up. I don't know if I would have bought your hair. Uh, <laughs> respect you, respectfully. Yeah, I'm okay with uh, not having Jeff Reed's hair. 
Uh, so where are you? <laughs> where are you at on your uh, protein bowl right now? I'm just coming up with lettuce right now and getting to the kind of the gross part. Well, I, I cheated. Uh, I cut mine up and mixed it up before I started with you mm. because if I had to eat all lettuce to end it, I'd probably be coughing the whole time. So, but it's all mixed up with a little bit of dressing on it. So I'm about halfway done. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's just kind of like a meat salad at this point and good for Subway for branding <laughs> it, branding it as a protein bowl when it's literally just a salad. Um, it's a salad. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially a salad. Uh, you know, you name dropped James Ferrier and obviously, you know, you were on a team of uh, now is a pretty iconic Steelers team uh, with that defense and, you know, with uh, Ben as a young player, Heinz Ward, who were some of the guys that you would go out with and kind of hang out with past, uh, past the game days? Well, you know, we, we didn't really have, like I say, the game's so different. I mean, not only the game, but there's more divas now. Um, there's more people worried about their money only. Uh, and I mean, everyone were focused on their money because that's, you're only allowed that you can only play football for so long. But that being said, um, Man, you, I mean, you could name any person and they would, we would go out to drinks and dinner or just dinner. They didn't drink. I mean, people like Aaron Smith, uh, Chris Hoke um, had full, full families and they would like, Jeff, come on over, man. Uh, you dinner. And I'm, I'm sitting here as a, I mean, we're, we're, Aaron was older than me, but you know, they're, they're feeding me with their kid, little bitty kids, their wives just right there. I mean, that does our little groups that hang out and that's it. All right, but, you know, so, I mean, you're not going to catch Troy out in the bar, you know, Paula Malu. You're not going to catch him out there. That's not his style. He's actually very introverted. Uh, you know, he doesn't um, – he does he, – he likes his fans. He loves his fans. Um, but he doesn't like to speak and be around a lot of people. He's, it's not him. Um, but then you got Heinz and I, you know, we had a, we had a great time. Um, Joey Porter. Um I was always invited anytime he went anywhere, even if I knew I shouldn't be with there, I was there. Um, Casey Hampton, of course, uh, whoever, whoever the punter was when I was there and the long snapper, we were always tied anyway, but you know, and, and, and Ben, uh, Ben, Ben would occasionally in, include me and his uh, crew with offensive linemen, you know? So I like, I don't, there isn't a person that I can say that was the one person that didn't like being around people. Everyone was cool. Um, everyone had their interests. Some were married, some were single, some had kids that were married. I mean, single. And then some had kids that they just stayed home after practice, they go home and football was their life and their family, which is completely fine. But, you know, I, st I just talked to James Harrison yesterday or two days ago, it was his birthday. And I, you know, the only bad thing about it being 10 years removed is a lot of people change their numbers or, you know, whatever, <laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, so, but James obviously has the same one. And, you know, he's uh, I'll give him a little shameless plug. He's he's actually in a wrestling TV series on stars starting August 15th. Uh, that's right up his alley. So I saw the uh, the preview of it. Pretty cool stuff. So it, so that's uh, that's in August. And I talked to him briefly about that and just told him happy birthday and let him go about his business. But the one thing is, when we have our five, 10, 15 year Super Bowl reunions, I mean, it's like we didn't skip a beat, man. We all look different. We're all older. Uh, some have new families, some aren't with their old families. Um, whatever happens, the camaraderie with the guys I played with for my entire 10 years, um, you, you know, you can't take that away. And that's what I miss the most about the game. Um, besides 
of course, paychecks are cool, but you know, you can make money doing other things, but you don't have a group of 60 guys that you can rely on. And I don't have 60 guys I can rely on in my life. Um, but when I played football, I did. Um, and all of them had my back. And so, and I had theirs, it, you know, but that doesn't, that, that doesn't exist anymore. It's just a different world we live in. Um, and, that, and that's what you have to accept now. But, you know, you, if you got five, if you got a roof over your head and you got food and you got about five people you can trust, uh, you're doing pretty good. Um, because that's just, that's just the way I view it now. It's sad, um, but it's okay because it's less people to, you know, to cater to. And it's also uh, more people you can enjoy your life with because obviously we know we're not promised to wake up them all. I think it's really encouraging just hearing that you guys still talk together. And also just the fact that, you know, you're the kicker and you were talking to, you know, in his time, the most dominant linebacker in the NFL. So I think it's really cool that even though, you know, people kind of seem like they give kickers crap for not being athletes. They're still, you know, you guys all were, they were still totally accepting of you. And I'm sure you were of them. I talked to Alan Fanica uh, when he got inducted, he texted me. I mean, I'm sure he had a million texts um, and he texted me right back and told me, thanks for being part of it. And, you know, wow. he hated being on field goal protection. And, and I, <laughs> and I told him, I said, as much as you hated that, um, I appreciate that because you allowed me and helped me to have a clean kick and, you know, just little things like that. And, you know, and I, I talked to Clark Hagan's a lot. Um, you know, I talked to, uh, he has some personal stuff going on. And so you just don't know what everybody's going through. Santonio San Holmes and I had a, about a 55 minute conversation about a month ago. And, you know, that's one person that I'm not me personally, I love him, but you just didn't, I didn't know he'd actually give me an hour of his time on the phone. And we were just talking about life, you know, I mean, that's a Super Bowl MVP. And, yeah. You know, it, but, but, but to me, he's my friend. Um, so, so, so it is cool. And, and that's what I'm saying. That camaraderie, not everyone got along perfectly. I mean, it's hard to do that in a group of people, especially a violent sport. But, you know, I can, if I, if I want, if I called him in 10 minutes and maybe he was busy, he'd call me back. And, and, you know, if you, if you can do that with somebody, that's, that's at least a little bit of a trust issue. So that's good. Um, so, you know, it's just little things like that to keep me going um, because we're all at different walks of life. Um, some are on TV. Um, some have no idea where they are. hope they're okay. hope their families are okay. And some guys are super happy and laid back and chilling in uh, mansions, you know. Um, so, so we're all at different walks of life. And now you're on – you want to split that with Bailey Angle eating a, a lettuce and steak and cheese bowl. So I, I hope that maybe Santonio right, so they're, they're back. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right they, Not they, they, they would they wouldn't expect anything less from me <laughs> well, that's awesome i'm kind of in the lettucey part still the peppers i they skip me on cucumbers even though i'm not really sad about that because i think that'd be kind of gross um but we'll get to rate the meal at the end but yeah i uh should have stirred it up like you jeff i uh, certainly should have done that yeah, it's, it's still, mine's still great. I only had about five or six bites left, so you screwed up. <laughs> um, it, it's actually funny you mentioned Santonio Holmes because I had wondered this, and I've honestly wondered this for quite a long time. You know, they'll play that last drive of Super Bowl 43 on the NFL Network when you guys are down by three to the Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald had just, you know, taken it all the way, 
uh, with about two minutes left. And when the Steelers are driving, they cut to you. And now Michael said, oh, Jeff Reed warming up. And what you were warming up for what could have been the game tying field goal. And of course, Time. Antonio. Tying, yeah, exactly. Game tying field goal. Right. And uh, what's going through your mind and what are your emotions like that, you know, you're about to kick on the grandest stage and then all of a sudden, you know, luckily San Antonio Holmes takes the lead anyway, but what's going through your head at that moment? When I look back in my entire career, um, just NFL career, because you know, I had some in college too, I had about 17 game winning kicks and there's only one that I missed. And, and that was the one I always remember. Uh, you know, and that's and that's sad, but that's just the way it is when you're a competitor. But, you know, you, you should live for those moments. Yeah, is it stressful? Absolutely. I mean, I, my heart beats, too. I put my pants on the same way as most people, I think, unless they put them on upside down or something. But, you know, I'm a human. I mean, but I mean, I've, I was always the kind of guy I lived for that. I'm like, you know, I don't want us to not score a touchdown because then then we'll just tie. And what if they come down and score? You know, who knows? But most people didn't know in that game. Because that was going to be a fifty, about a fifty-one yard field goal, even though it was perfect weather and perfect grass in Tampa, Florida. I mean, that was that's still not easy, you know. And you know, you just you don't kick those in your sleep. And you know what most people don't realize is I had a partially torn hamstring on my kicking leg the entire playoff run, and I didn't know that until after the season um, when I got an MRI, because there was I. I told the trainer, I said, please don't tell coach. I said, as long as I can walk and still kick and the ball gets up in the air and straight, I'm playing. And so the trainer, you know, helped me out a lot, and did whatever he could so I could, you know, function. And, um, you know, so I don't know if Coach Tomlin really knew that unless the trainer lied to me and told him by my back, which which happens because it is a business. But, you know, I, uh, I that's what I was nervous about because I was like, I'm either going to, have it. I'm either going to make this for sure, and then if I hit a game winner, I may go to Disney World. That'd be cool. Then, or my leg's going to fly off on national TV in front of millions and millions of fans, and that would be kind of cool too, as long as I can go reattach it. So I didn't know uh, which was going to happen. Um, but you know, I that was uh, that was a game. Or I mean, after the game, side so once that adrenaline wore off, and I couldn't even stand up. And most people don't know that because. I'm not going to make that an excuse if something were to go wrong um, because I chose to play and I'm out there to win and I'm out there to do my job. So, uh, but, you know, basically you, you live for those moments. You should live for those moments as a place kicker. You shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, get tight, nervous and worried and start thinking about every negative thing that could happen in your life if you miss, because that's when you miss. Um, if, if you are completely confident and trust your fundamentals, which you've been taught since you were a, a teenager or younger, then, you know, though that's when that's when you succeed. And if you miss, you miss. I mean, it's not going to be a good feeling. Hell no. But you are human. So you're you're allowed not to be 100 percent. I think the theme we try to go to on this podcast is kind of the dietary uh, habits of professional athletes. If I have them on and actually you're the first NFL player I've had on. So thank you for that. What was the spread like if I imagine that the Super Bowl is, is you know, the two that you you played in? It's just a long day, and you probably remember a lot. Do you remember what the spread was like in in Detroit and Tampa back in two thousand six and two thousand nine? Oh well, we we kept it the same, um, so it was it's easy to remember. Uh, we every pregame meal was exact same. Didn't matter, didn't matter if we played it uh, Monday Night Football or one. You would have the breakfast. Um, 
people make an omelet for you right in front of you. That's omelets where you made. That's hot. So you always get your scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, whatever that may be. You can get your salads, um, uh, veggies, stuff along those lines. We also had a ton of pasta options. Um, some, a lot of some hotels are better than others just because the way they prepared it. It was actually it was actually thought out and they tried instead of just saying, oh, who, who cares? It's the opposing team, uh, you know, but you also had, a, you know, even for a one o'clock game, you could eat a real thick filet um, because you need that. You need that protein and energy. And uh, I mean, you could have spaghetti at, you know, 9 a.m., uh, you know, because that was and everyone pretty much every single game did exactly the same thing. And I was I was always afraid to eat too much because. It's one thing if you're running it off every single play like these dudes. But for me, I'm swinging. So if my stomach's pooched out, I'm going to be kicking my stomach. So I had to, uh, you know, I, I I had snacks throughout the game, you know, for energy. What kind of snacks were you eating throughout the game? Uh, you know, uh, I, back then it was probably like they had little Gatorade protein bars Um and little things like that. I mean, nothing like not meals or anything, not hot dogs at halftime with the refs. You know, we were. Uh, it was, it was, it was pro. It was like a protein bar or um, some kind of protein kind of drink that gives you energy, but nothing too crazy because I just had I had a little kicking bag with my all, all kind of different cleats in it in case one of them blew out during the game. I wasn't gonna have to kick in a regular football shoe, and I put stuff in there. And sometimes never touched it. Sometimes. If I was kicking a lot and it was warm outside or my energy level was low, I'd take pieces at a time. Nice. Well, now I'm glad I know a little bit of inside football with you, Jeff. Um, could you have eaten a protein? <laughs> could you have eaten a protein bowl like this before a football game? Oh, easily. Yeah, you could probably have a few of those. Um, and I, you know, I wouldn't, I would do more of the, the, the meat and cheese and some veggies. I would, I'd probably leave some of the lettuce out, but it was good though. I mean, I, I like the protein bowl. Protein bowl. They they did the they did a smart thing by doing that because now they have copyrighted that. But you know, it's uh, it's the same. Like you said, it's the same as a salad with meat in it. You know, grilled chicken, <laughs> ham, whatever it may be. Yeah, they're just re trying to reinvent the wheel. It's not that special. Um, well, yeah, Jeff, all right. I there's something you hinted at when we first started talking, or not even hinted at. You just said that. Moving on from, you know, being an NFL kicker with the Steelers and, and the 49ers for a few games as well, um, moving for a job out of the league. Now you're involved back in arena football. What, how does being a former NFL player kind of help you get involved and deal with the ownership of an arena football team? It's a learning process. Um, I've never been an owner. I mean, I am, an, I own my own CBD company through another company. So, you know, I'm an affiliate of that company. So it's not my company, but I own my own. I do what I have to do for me. Um, and nobody has what to do. I mean, I am part of that. I'm an NFL um, ambassador to that, uh, to that company, uh, prime my body as a company. So, because it's done so much for me, but I've never owned besides clothes and shoes and this and that I have earrings and jewelry and all and hair. I haven't owned anything. So, you learn a lot. You learn on the fly, man. And actually, uh, got our, our season got canceled last year because of COVID, like almost everything else. And then uh, this year, we didn't know until four weeks before our first game that we were going to be allowed to play. We have a – I'll just keep it real easy. Uh, we have a quite different governor here in North Carolina, and I'll leave it at that. 
Um, you know, so um, it's a it's a learning it's a learning process. The one thing I am good at is dealing with the players. Um, I know it. I mean, these guys they don't get paid very much, and they are they are flat out trying to knock people out, and they're and they're pro. Like I said, we have some really really good players, and they 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 want to make it to the next level, and you know, which is really cool. And they ask questions all the time. I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm considered an owner, but I'm a little bit more uh, like one of the guys, I think, because when it comes to a business decision, obviously, I'm part a huge part of that. But when it comes to being a friend, I, these guys text me all the time, and I go I go meet with them. I talk to them about life. Uh, they ask me personal questions. I tell them the answer. I have nothing to hide from them. I learned a lot through the years, and. I wanted to play professional soccer. I had no interest in playing professional football. And I just, you know, I walked on in Chapel, in Chapel Hill, um, you know, with Mac Brown was my first year. He went to Texas. So we had two other coaches my next four years. My parents paid for that. Um, they paid for my education up until my fourth year. And then I got finally got a scholarship after I got a chance to play. Um, but, you know, like I, I, had, I had no idea – I didn't know if I was going to play in college, regardless if I was on the team. I was, a, you know, I was a guy for three years running out of the tunnel first uh, just so I could get on TV. So I had no idea that I was going to get a shot. So that's all at least trying to be huge. Now we're trying to reinvent the wheel, as you said about Subway. We're trying to make it huge again because um, there's three there's three NFL. I mean, there's three arena leagues. I had no idea. Um, we just we just know that we had a team here in North Carolina or in Charlotte, and nobody knew about it. So how are we going to how are we going to market it? And how, and how can we get this out to people? Because right now there's nothing to do. Our baseball team starts up their AAA. They start up pretty soon, I think, maybe this week, next week. But other than that, there's nothing to do sports-wise here, nothing, except for, you know, your typical soccer tournaments, baseball tournaments, lacrosse tournaments for all these younger kids. That's it. So, you know, so it's, we've made it a pretty big deal. We can't fill the stands. We play in an 8,000-seat arena, and we can only have 1,200 people. Um, that's, that's the whole six feet social distancing thing. I won't comment on that either, but, um, you know, it, you know, it's just the fact that you get to go enjoy something. You get to interact with the players. I mean, the players, some of the players will come in the stands and talk to people. I mean, that just doesn't happen anywhere. And these dudes are full. These are, these are grown men. I mean, the youngest one we got is about 22. It goes up to about 30. I pretty much told them I'm going to sell the sponsorships. I'm, I have a ton of friends. I have a ton of business owners that I know. Um, I'm going to talk to the players. I'm going to interact. I'm going to do this and that for you. Um, but I don't necessarily know what I'm doing. And I don't want to just, uh, y'all can use my name. That's cool. I said, but we, we got in this knowing we're not going to make money for a couple of years. And I mean, it's not because we don't know what we're doing. That's part of it. And we're trying to get better, but it's because of these, a lot of people in Charlotte, North Carolina, don't even know we have a team and we've done all the best we can to fill that 1200 seat capacity, which we've done a, a couple times um, in our, in our uh, five home games, you know, that's, that, that's tough enough to do because two years ago before any of us were involved, but it was the same coaching staff, they were getting about 25, 30 people a game. So we've made huge strides, but um, you got to keep going. I mean, the only ways to make money and as in football or in a lot of things, but in football, for sure, is sponsorships, tickets, your own money. And, and, and you know, so, if you don't at least fill the stands as much as you can and at least break even, if you don't sell sponsorships, if you don't have a ton of money to put in, then you're just, you're wasting your time. So it is definitely a learning process. Um, I enjoy it. It's time consuming, which is cool. 
keeps me busy because if I'm not busy, I'm sure I'll be doing the wrong thing. Um, you know, so it's a, uh, it's tough. I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh man, this is, this is a piece of cake. It's not, um, it, it's very tough and, but it is very fun. Um, uh, my thing is if you're smiling, having fun, keeping a positive attitude, tough is okay. If you're a miserable person and you didn't throw tough in there, it's not going to be so good. I'm glad that even though you're busy, that you've been able to hang out with me today and eat something that I think is, like I said, one of the stupidest fast food items I've ever seen in my life. So thank you, Jeff. Um, before we wrap it up, we actually have a couple, I have two more segments. I got a couple of fan questions from some people uh, I know that listen and are some Steeler fans. Uh, this one is from Daniel. He was wondering who was the player you had to worry about the most on crackback or the team that did the most crackback blocks when you were uh, on kickoff back in the day? Uh, I, you know, it was anyone in the division. Sometimes I'd kick off and they would send a guy right after me, which makes no sense. Um, but because <laughs> all, all I had to really do was dodge that person unless the return came right up my alley, then I would get hit. Um, but I was basically division teams, uh, you know, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore. Um, but on our team, though, um, if you if you didn't see where Heinz Ward was at all times, you would probably be put to sleep. Um, and he didn't even wear a mouthpiece, so I, I don't know how he did that. Um, but, Damn. you know, so on our team, that was the guy that other teams, right, he's always smiling and whatever. But, you know, he was always the guy you need to watch out for because as a receiver, he's not a huge guy at all, but he's a tough dude and uh, love football, man, just love hitting people. So, and you got to understand, he was a quarterback, quarterback in Georgia, so – you know, that's, that's tough. That's tough to come across. Uh, last fan question, actually. So this comes from Garrett. He is wondering your favorite stadium to kick in, in the NFL. Well, as far as being at the home, being at home field, uh, Heinz field is, is unlike all, any other. Um, just to come out to the sea of black and gold. And even times when I've, you know, you know, had a great game the, the week prior come out there on the field and, getting ready to do opening kickoff and all you hear is read. I mean, it kind of sounded like Heath because that was every single catch for him. But, but for me here at a few times in in nine, 10 years is, uh, I mean, I still get the chills. I mean, that's a really cool feeling. Seeing your name painted on people, seeing your Jersey in the stands, it's not your family or friends. Um, so obviously I love playing at home. It wasn't ideal conditions. Um, so when you're talking about field conditions and not the atmosphere, uh, you know, who, who doesn't like to play in a dome? That's a kicker. Um, I, I did I did prefer grass over turf because it's just better on your body. And it's easier it's easier to kick on grass, in my opinion, because there's a little give when you're when you swing through. If you tap the ground, there's give on turf, especially that rubber turf they have now. See, I used to play on Astro turf. So. Um, that's concrete. Um, those are very nice fields. Uh, they can obviously cause a lot of injuries too when your cleats stick. Um, but when you kick, if you tap that turf a little bit, it sticks and then it jerks. So it's not the easiest. Um, it's not the easiest thing. I'm not making excuses. It's just from a kicker's perspective. So I would say, and then obviously any any place in Florida, as long as there wasn't a monsoon, um, it's kicking on a golf green, Bermuda grass. It was like kicking at Chapel Hill. You gotta understand, I came from Chapel Hill down the streets, Pinehurst, which North Carolina's Lions Field, the second year it opened, and it was pretty muddy. And I was just like, man, what is this? You know, I, I was just dumbfounded. And, you know, so I would say 
I mean, most field now the baseball dirt that Miami and the Raiders had, that was awful um, because you needed two different, you needed two different plant shoes and you, you don't have enough time to change them because if your team gets two yards, all of a sudden you're on the grass. But if they don't get that extra two yards, you're on that, you're on that baseball dirt. Cause that was like kicking off a of concrete. Very interesting. Every time you played Heinz field, uh, whether it was divisional and I said in person, they always said, how do you kick here? I said, because it's my job. You know, I, I don't just, I don't, I don't, you know, you don't have an option. I mean, this is who chose me. Thank goodness they did. And I'm going to do my best. Jeff. So thank you so much for being so generous with your time. Um, I know that you're very busy and you've made that incredibly evident. Um, now we've come to the point of our, of our show called Roast Them or Toast Them, uh, where when you like something, you roast it like I'm roasting you for your outfit, and then toast them is something I like. So uh, Jeff Reed, kicker of the Pittsburgh Steelers for 2002 on to 2010, uh, roast them or toast them with cookout milkshakes. Oh, man, I'll, I'll toast to that. I'll toast to that. Okay. I uh, know it's a North Carolina thing, so we're going to keep on going with North Carolina things. Bojangles, Bowberry Biscuits. Toast them for sure. As long as you're <laughs> awesome. not worried about your calories. Gotcha. Well, that's why we ate our protein bowls today, because we were sort of worried about them. And then <laughs> roast, right. them or, roast them or toast them. And this is going way back. I think I saw in a program in – 2008 you're like one of your favorite places to go so roast them or toast them fat heads in pittsburgh oh that's a that's a huge toast them. um if, if you ever get a chance to go to pittsburgh well i'm assuming it's still open i haven't been in a while but if it's open that that is a one place that you have to that you have to try and i mean you won't be able to eat all your food it's it's huge um but and you'll probably have a long wait unless you know somebody but that's something you got to try. Well, I hope that they sponsor my podcast now because I gave them a hell of a name drop. Uh, Jeff, you've been incredibly generous with your time. Last thing we're going to do is rate the meal. Give it a one out of 10 on your steak and cheese protein bowl from Subway. I'm going to give it a seven. I mean, I don't, I don't think anything's perfect, so it doesn't matter how good a meal is. I'm not going to give it a 10, even if it's a 9.9. I'm one of those guys. Um, but, I mean, seven's fair. It tasted great to me. I mean, it was – and when I went over there, because I was running a little bit behind with you, and I was like – I mean, it, it took no time at all to make. I had great service. I didn't even know like – like I said earlier, I didn't even know if they are going to have the – you know, all the, all, the, all the options to make it. So – but, no, I'll give it a seven. I know that's not your opinion, but that's mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you kind of highlighted it. I'll give it about a four, honestly, because I thought it was going to be a one and it was very okay. It was like the, it was all right. It was just a salad. It was meat and cheese. Uh, so I'll give it a four. Jeff Reed gives it a seven. Jeff, thank you so much for doing this. Um, like I said before, the Steelers have meant a lot to me my whole life and, uh, to talk to you has been an absolute pleasure. And, uh, Good luck with the Charlotte Thunder. When is their next game? Where can people check it out? Uh, actually, you can check it, check us out on charlottethunder.com uh, and also Facebook Live on the Charlotte Thunder page. Um, is where you, we actually play, um, let's see, we play Saturday before um, um, Mother's Day in Mississippi. And, um, and then we, get, we have a week off, and then that's our bye week, and then we're home the May 22nd. 
May 20 and May 29th and um, the first the first Saturday in June, three home games end the year and it's playoffs. Awesome. Well, good luck with that, Jeff. Thank you so much for being a guest and eating a protein bowl with me today. You're welcome, man. I wanted to show you these too. I don't know. How... Hey, hey. Yeah, in just case anybody hasn't seen, these are real Super Bowl rings, not the ones you can buy for like twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's awesome. So, that's a perfect way to end it, Jeff. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Take care.